Yay, you're here. I'm so happy that you are tuning into this episode. I do want to let you know a couple things before we get started. Number one, I want to let you know that I get to interview one of my very closest friends and my business partner, Carson Cooper. Now, Carson goes into explaining some things that happened to him in high school about how he was bullied and name called and things like that. So you will notice that this episode is explicit and that is just because Carson is explaining some of the names that he was called in high school. So if you normally listen to this episode with kids present, just know that there is going to be some language warning um, just the first five minutes or so. And the other thing I wanted to let you know is, again, I just want to say thank you so much for all of the reviews. I am reading them, every single one that comes in. I so appreciate you, and I will get back to reading those again next week. So continue to leave me reviews. If you haven't already, I would love a written review so I can read it to our podcast listeners and I can connect with you more and kind of just know what you like about this podcast and where you want this direction of the podcast to continue to go. And one last thing before I dive into my interview with Carson, you will notice we are on Zoom and so the connection was a little bit spotty here and there. So I do acknowledge that and I thank you for your patience as this episode might not be the best sound quality, yet I promise it is going to be worth it. And Carson gives us some great inspired action steps to take at the end of today's episode. So as always, strap in, buckle up, and get ready to rock and roll. Life is a journey and you're in the driver's seat. Let's get started. Hey friend, you're listening to Life Coach In Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowering learnings to help you navigate life's unexpected terrains. I believe that the more we know, the faster we grow. So each week, I'll be teaching high-level coaching concepts that you can apply to your real life. Here's to accomplishing big dreams, believing in your inner champion, and living a life filled with ease and joy. Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hey friend, welcome back to Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. And today I have a very, very special guest on today. So Carson, do you want to say hi? Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be on. Yes. Carson is so much to me. Where do I start? He has been a life coach to me. He has been a friend, then my best friend, then my business partner. We work very closely together. And I thought, what a better person to have on my podcast than Carson. There isn't one. (laughs) He is extremely, extremely bright, extremely certified. You're going to learn so much from him today. I'm so excited for you to listen to him. And just to give you some background, um, Carson has his John Maxwell coaching speaker and leadership certifications. He is a master neuro-linguistic programming coach. He is a um, master ICF, International Coaching Federation, mentor and coach, and has over 5,000 hours of coaching. 
And he's trained all around the world, including Italy and Africa and the U.S., training for Kaiser and the Pentagon in conflict resolution. That's so freaking cool, Carson. <laughs> Can I be your best friend? You're so awesome. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So... You know, as the theme of my show is unfolding, I'm finding that it's really about believing in yourself and overcoming challenges, saying yes to your dreams, and helping people realize that they can overcome obstacles, they can overcome limitations. So Carson, I'd love to start by asking, you know, what dream have you said yes to despite limitations either from yourself or from other people, disbelief or obstacles? Yeah, one of the things that was the hardest to say to say to really step in was being my authentic self. And what when I was stepping into my authentic self, that was me coming out as a gay male and then me coming out as an entrepreneur. And the one first there was the inner obstacles of rejecting myself, um, feeling I was alone and isolating myself. And so I fought for two years, wanting to um, not be alive for two years, praying to God to um, take me out of the situation. And then that manifested into my external world with my mom having cancer, my dad having open heart surgery. Um, I almost flunked out of college, um, being put on academic probation. And that was all in one year. And then I was outed by somebody. And um, then I had the words fag and dick and everything written all over my, um, my sidewalk where my dad, my dad found it. And it was right after the week after I had come out to him. And so it just put all these beliefs in my head that I am going to be rejected. I am not safe. Mm. And despite all of that, I chose to... I'm going to honor my authentic self and I'm going to honor my gifts that I have and become a coach, despite my parents and my grandma at the time saying that I was ruining my life for doing both. Whoa. Wow. What a powerful story. I mean, for anyone who's ever felt rejected or not good enough or slandered, I just like, what would you say to those people that are facing that? that rejection right now? How did you get through that? Um, wow, I'm getting emotional. I didn't know. <laughs> um, it's that you have a gift inside of you. You have to believe that despite what society says, despite what your loved ones that you deeply love say, that you have a gift inside of you. You have a purpose inside of you and you deserve to find that. It, might, it may feel like it's not there, and there's no point to living, yet you have a genius inside of you that can be found. And that's why I'm doing coaching. Whoa, that's so powerful. Oh, so what is it that you love about coaching? I love that it's a development of understanding what your blocks are and what's holding you back. What's the deepest things that have hurt you? What's the deepest things that have kept you from being your authentic self? And then supporting somebody and finding the resources inside of them 
to release all of that. So what I love about coaching is that we believe that all of the resources inside are in the person. They, yeah. Nobody's broken. They don't need to be fixed. They just have to peel back the, the layers of the onion, Shrek, um, peel back the layers that have been tattered and that have been cut and that have been bruised um, to find that like beautiful core. One of my mentors, she found me at 16 years old and she's like, you're a diamond in the rough. She's like, you're going to be amazing and do amazing things. And I didn't even know what that meant. She's like, you have a special light that I've never seen before. And she allowed me to believe in myself. And I want to support people in believing in themselves. And then each person can impact the world with their genius. They just need to believe it, see it, and then believe it. Whoa. Yeah, that's so incredibly powerful. And I know you and I talk about this a lot about people having the resources and people having the answers inside. For someone who's never heard that before, never thought that before, how would you explain what that means to them? Yeah. So, so often people think that it's things outside of them that are going to get them where they want to be. It's going to be money. It's going to be people. Um, it's going to be the perfect job. It's going to be the perfect relationship. And really, when you believe in yourself, you're emotionally connected and passionate about what you want, and then you're willing to do the inspired action steps, then your intuition, God, leads you to your best next step. So I want people to stop listening to steps outside themselves and start listening to what is their intuition and God telling them. So when you're in alignment with your thoughts, emotions, and your willingness to go out and take action is when you, maybe it's just, I'm going to go on a walk today. Maybe it's, I'm going to go call this person today. And then that person has another resource for you. And then that person introduces you to another person. Um, I... (laughs) I was told that one of my, one of my coaching friends, um, she went and knocked on 2000 doors in LA, 2000 doors in order to start her business. And, um, guess how many people said yes? 10% of 2000, 200, 200. Nope. One, one One person person said yes. yes. One person. But then that one person referred her 10 people. And then one of those 10 people got on her Good Morning America and transformed her life. Wow. So then she said, Carson, what's your 2000 doors? (laughs) So I went through my phone and I either called everybody in them and told them I was a life coach or I deleted them out of my phone. And I started a meetup and connected wait, with Wait, wait, backtrack, backtrack. Why were you deleting me? Why oh. were you deleting people out of your phone? Okay, because if I wasn't willing to call them and share my passion and my genius with them, then they needed to be deleted. Because if I felt anything negative, so I literally was on the ball crying, like on the floor in a ball crying because I had to face my rejection. I had to face my alone. I had to face that people weren't going to believe in me. And if I didn't believe that I could share my genius with them and what I'm doing in life, I deleted them. And it was cathartic. And it was me facing my inner demons. (laughs) (laughs) I love that because how often, and I mean, I train people in how to do sales and that's often 
the thing, right, is people are afraid to reach out to their friends or their connections and say, hey, I'm doing this thing. And I've heard you say this before, Carson. It's like, if you're not, if you're unable to tell your friend what you're up to in life and what you're doing and invite them on the journey, then are they really a good friend? And what is the point of that relationship? So that's huge. Okay, so you're deleting people out of your phone, and then what happened next? <laughs> so then I realized, so for the listeners, like what's your 2,000 doors? What is your cry on the ball moment where you get to face your inner things that are blocking you, but that is going to allow your gifts to shine? So then I, I went inside and was like, I love nature. My grandma just transformed my life because she, we would just go and we would hike, bike, kayak, canoe, horseback ride in nature, and we would talk about the world. And I was like, well, how can I put my love for nature with my love for supporting people? So I did group coaching hikes. And boy, was I terrified. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on meetup and pretend that I know what I'm doing. And people always were just like, wow, these are so incredible. I've never thought about going on a group coaching hike and talk. And they, they got to get out of their normal element, their, their everyday automatics, mm-hmm. um, where they see the same people, they think the same thoughts, they have the same routine. They had to get out in nature and ask these deep questions about vulnerability and courage and their blocks. And I realized that's when I realized my gifts. I'm like, wow, what I'm doing is different than other meetups. What I'm doing is different than other coaches. And that's what I want for each of my clients is to find what, how is their gifts different? How is their genius different than anybody else's? So I believe that people really deserve to understand and believe that their genius is different than anybody else's. And that's just the small inspired action steps for them to see their genius and to believe in it and then implement it. They don't need other people to believe in it or see it. They just need to believe in it and see it. And then they'll attract what they're meant to be doing. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. And it's so true. And I see that in you, Carson, that you have a genius and an ability to allow people to see their potential. You help people go inward and love themselves like no other coach that I've ever met in my entire life. So I want you to hear that. Thank you. For me, that's your genius. Like you have so many things that you do for our clients, for your clients. You have so many things. You offer them skills and mentorship and coaching and trauma release. And the thing that is so special and unique in my eyes about you is that you allow people to release their most vulnerable judgments of themselves and come to a place of loving themselves like never before. And that is some fierce, courageous love. And that is your genius. Thank you. And what I want people to understand and recognize is that your genius is a puzzle piece of your past. Your Mm -hmm. genius has showed up throughout your entire life. You just have to be willing to look at all of the pieces and put it together. And I didn't recognize that it was the most difficult thing for me to do is to love myself. And then it was the most difficult thing to do to love the people that were rejecting me. 
And it felt so vulnerable to love myself and love them. And that's how I got to the mission of helping people release the most vulnerable judgments of themselves. Yeah. And I looked at, with my grandma, I looked at the leadership roles I played um, in (laughs) when I was younger. And then I looked at the rejection and the different things that I had. And that's where I found my genius. And I love helping people do that. I love that. I love that. That's something that I struggled with too in my younger years was loving myself. And to the point where I didn't even know if God loved me. Like I didn't know if I was lovable at that point in my life. And I didn't see anything redeemable within me or anything worthy in me or anything valuable in me. And for anybody who's ever struggled with self-worth, it's like, we've been there. We understand what that's like. And you are loved. You are so unconditionally loved by source, by God, by your intuition that God is love and God is within you. God created you and you are love. So I just wanted to say that because I so resonate with that part of your journey as well of being like, am I lovable right now where I'm at? And I think for anyone listening, the answer is yes. I want everybody to understand that what you just said is they can allow their obstacles and their deepest challenges to be their path to their genius and their greatness. Instead of as blocks and walls, it's actually helping them tweak and to be able to get closer to what they want. And so instead of looking at obstacles in those deep, difficult, hard moments or years, (laughs) it's actually um, that being that it's buffing that diamond in the rough, <laughs> as my mentor said, um, and it's getting them closer to what they want. Because I wanted to give up that year that my mom had cancer, my dad had open heart surgery, I was outed, I was on academic probation, um, I was going to college and working full time. I was working two full time jobs plus all of that, and I wanted to give up, mm. and yet that shaped me for who I am today. And so for all of your listeners, those difficult moments will shape you. They can shape you and reach out for support in order to understand how you can shape your most difficult moments to be your most precious moments to lead you to your genius. Wow. Yeah. 100%. That is so powerful because our past, our story, like all of the, the disgusting mess in our story that is our purpose. That is our message. That is what we're meant to learn how to get through and to overcome. And then we can support others in doing that too. Awesome. So Carson, one of the things I was really excited to have an IPEC coach on the Zoom <laughs> on our podcast, because I am not IPEC certified. I've heard you talk about it many times, and I've, I've used the knowledge and the information in my own life. I've used the knowledge and the information. I've used the knowledge and the information in my own life. I've used the knowledge and the information with my clients, but I'm not certified, and I know that you can explain this much, much better than I can. So what does IPEC stand for, the IPEC certification? Yeah. So it's the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. And 
there they do do coaching certifications, but the one thing that stands out more than anything else that I've done is their energy leadership certification and really understanding the energy inside of us, the energy we bring to every situation and the energy that other people bring to every situation. How do you navigate that energy? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to clarify what I think your definition of the word energy is for people that are like, whoa, that's super (laughs) woo-woo. What is your definition of energy right now? Um, That your energy is the thoughts, emotions, and behaviors that you bring to any situation. So it's your, how you're feeling and what you're thinking is the energy that you're bringing. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think of it as like, are you like, think about being tired. That's an energy level versus I just ran a marathon. That's an energy level, right? So we're talking about the energy within your body, mind, and, and where you're experiencing emotion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. So in this in these different energy levels, explain more, if you would, about like what are the energy levels and how do they show up? How do we show up in these different energy levels? Yeah. So what I want people to understand is that there, there's catabolic energy, which is um, stress, anxiety, and it's your anger, sadness, fear, hurt, shame, guilt. And that's where cortisol and adrenaline are in your body. And you, your ability to function in situations gets contracted. And it's like you're looking through a toilet paper roll and you're only seeing the situation one way. Yeah. So that's catabolic energy. And then you have the anabolic energy, which is this most beautiful, expansive energy, serotonin and dopamine are in your body. And um, it's joy, connection, love, passion, peace. And this is where you're, you feel super expansive and energized. Even on four hours of sleep, you're just, you can go on and on because you're in love with what you're doing. So there's the catabolic energy, which is the stress, and then the anabolic energy, which is that joy and connection and opportunity and purpose. And so there's seven different energy levels and you have, there's a core thought, emotion and behavior in each energy level. Yet I'll say the seven energy levels and just know that the first one is apathy. (laughs) It's lethargy. It's being just numb. And it's that state of, I just want to sleep all day. (laughs) And I just, um, I want to avoid and hide. Mm-hmm. So that's the the most catabolic state. Then you have your energy level seven, which is all anabolic, which is just unconditional love, peace, passion. It's when you're meditating or when you're praying um, and you're just deeply connected to that unconditional love. Then everything in between is a mix of this anabolic and catabolic state. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've been in that what is it what the catabolic state when you're super lethargic and yes i have been there i was there for years let's be honest i was there for years yeah. <laughs> i mean it's so it's so normal whether you're going through a divorce leaving your relationship whether you lose your job or just hard hard times it's natural to be there Um, and in that apathetic lethargic state. And then the second level is really, it's a, it's about conflict, blaming and shaming. Um, whereas the first level has, has no energy. The second level has a lot of conflicted energy. 
And then you actually, I like to think of it as a ladder. You move up the ladder. <laughs> and Love so it. you get into this like conflicted anger and blame outward, or it could be inward. So you're blaming everybody else and you're angry at everybody else or the situation for your problems. Or there's those people that blame themselves and are angry at themselves. And I was there for a long time as well. Yeah. So those are the ad, um, catabolic. And then you start getting the anabolic where that's the, the third level is forgiveness and cooperation. And you start seeing the things as you, you're, you still label it as like, that's bad, but let me see the good in it. Okay. And so it's about half and half of, wow, I don't like the situation, but I'm going to choose how I can be positive. Then the fourth level is really that love and care. You want to love and care for others. And this is such a beautiful place to be, yet so many people go from that apathetic state or that conflicted state, and then they start forgiving and cooperating. Then the level four, they, it's almost like they pendulum swing. Mm. And they, they put too much energy into, I'm going to help other people. And then they get tired and exhausted and it shoots them back down. Oh no. Okay. I just have to say, I so relate to everything that you're saying. Like I was like, oh yeah, I was lethargic and apathetic. (laughs) Then I was like, all right, who can I get angry at now? Because I'm tired of being tired. And then I was like, I, I kind of, in my own life, I will say in my own life began to justify I would say for me, cooperation in my own life looked like justification. Oh, it's not as bad as it could be, you know? Um, And then level four is where I was stuck kind of for a couple of years of like, oh, it's, I'm going to save the world. It's going to be all about other people. It's going to be all about everyone else. And I don't need to love myself, forgive myself anything. And then I went back being burnt out, tired and exhausted. I was stuck on one, two, three, four looping like that for a long time. Yeah, and it makes sense because, I mean, who here has ever felt like nobody's acknowledging me for everything that I'm doing or they're not even seeing everything that I'm doing. So that's the trap of level four. It's like, I want to give my heart, but then if you don't get acknowledged and validated, then it's so easy to drop down. Snap, I felt that. (laughs) Yeah, I felt that. I felt that especially at my my old workplace of like, why am I giving so much to so many people to sew everything and no one cares? And absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the story in my head. Oh, called out. <laughs> okay. So That's how right. do we get beyond that? If we're stuck in a loop, one, two, three, four. Yeah. So then level five is about opportunity and creativity. So you release the labels of good or bad. You release the labels of right or wrong. And you see, how can I learn and grow from this? How can I see the opportunity and understanding there is a win-win in every situation? That takes a, a growth in your mindset that it can be really difficult when you have that apathy, anger, when you're stuck in the justification or you're not getting that acknowledgement and validation for your love. Yet when you understand that there is a opportunity in everything, that's the next level. That's how you break that cycle is believing in that there's learning and growth in no matter what the situation is and releasing those labels of right or wrong and good or bad. Because then that allows you to go to level six, which is your intuition, which Mm -hmm. is synergy, connection, and oneness. That belief that we're all one. 
So even if somebody is is hating on you <laughs> and they're <laughs> telling you um, that you're ruining your life by coming out or by um, being an entrepreneur, you realize that they have their own pain. They have their own um, experiences that led them to that decision for themselves. And I have my own pain and my own experiences. So aren't we all one? Isn't there, we can connect intuitively. I can say they, they're, I'm not no longer taking things personally. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. So I, I have a, a tough question for you. It's, a, it's not a softball question by any means. <laughs> okay. So for people who are listening, who are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Win, win, win. I get it. Whatever. You don't understand. I was a victim. I was actually something terrible happened to me. There's no way this is a win-win. What do you say to those people? Yeah. So one, I want to acknowledge your pain and what you've been through. I have been molested and made it be my fault. And one thing is that we have to understand that what happened to us was not okay. What happened to us was not our fault. So you have to go inward and understand and believe that it wasn't your fault. So the people that I find that are saying that this happened to me, I, there's no way it was a win-win. I'm wondering I, if you were to deeply go inside and be honest with yourself, what part of you are judging yourself that it was your fault? Let's release that because then you'll be able to take ownership and responsibility of how you react. Mm. Not, don't take ownership and responsibility that it happened, but don't you want to make the best out of the situation grow? Has it made you stronger? Has it made you more passionate? Has it made you reach out to your loved ones because of the pain and hurt? Has your best friend come from it? Have you been able to reconnect with other people because of it? Have you made deeper connections with other people and been through the same thing? Mm. How is your life better because of it? Yeah. Wow. That is powerful. That's so powerful. And I definitely can relate to that. And I used to, okay, I don't know, people tease me a lot for being like rose-colored glasses or everything's always happy, but I really do feel like I am looking through that lens of where's the win-win here and where is the opportunity here? And I might not like the circumstance yet. What is it teaching me? How am I growing? How is this the best thing that's happening right now? Or, you know, this question oftentimes kind of sounds negative, but I don't mean it negative. And that is why God is this happening to me? And I don't mean why God is this happening to me like, why me? What I actually mean is, what's your purpose here? Um, what, is, what is it that I'm learning? What is it that you're teaching me? What is it that you're growing in me that I can't see yet? And I have found in my own life, there's been so many times where that, why me? As soon as I turn it into, because that's my initial reaction. Why me? Oh my gosh, the world's falling apart. Do you not love me? God, do you not love me? What's going on? And then as soon as I flip to, what are you trying to teach me? I'm listening. It's like immediately I can shift to that higher energy of, okay, 
I'm, I may not fully understand the win-win, yet I'm open to the possibility that there's a win here. Absolutely. I really want people, we've been taught, like other life coaches say, ask for what you want and go for it. And what, what I heard and what you just said is stop asking for what you want and start listening mm. for the path that God is taking you on, that your intuition is taking you on. It's all there. It's a puzzle piece to your genius. So stop asking and start listening. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Okay, I want to get that on a shirt. Stop asking, start listening. I love it. (laughs) I love that. Okay, so six was synergy. And so explain to me, Carson, the difference between six and seven because I'm getting them mixed up. So seven is unconditional love. Yeah, so seven is unconditional love and just the utmost creativity. And seven is when you tap into meditation or prayer and time and space go away. Mm-hmm. So you can't live in seven. The, the other levels, one through six, you can live in in a conscious waking state every day. Level seven, you're only tapping into maybe when you're running, um, maybe when you're being highly creative and writing um, or when you're meditating or praying. It's a creative state that we tap into. It's that unconditional love when everything else, nothing else matters, but your intuition or the God inside of you, the divine inside of you or God. Okay, absolutely. So now as coaches, when we are holding the container for somebody else to kind of shift and move through the energy levels, where do we sit when we're outside, we're, we're holding the space, what energy level would you call that? Yeah, so this is so fascinating. I This is why I do coaching because I love it so much. So as a coach, we're actually in level six. So you're holding the container of level six of intuition, of connection, synergy, oneness with the person. You're seeing their highest self, yet level six plays with all of the other energy levels. So you can actually strategically use anger to get somebody out of apathy. Mm. You can then, because if somebody's lethargic, they need to get angry at themselves or the situation. So then it actually pops them out of apathy. And then from anger, they can start seeing cooperation and forgiveness, or you move them to justification. How can you justify or coping mechanisms are in level three? Mm. So you at least get them out of the anger to start seeing some good in their situation. So I'm hanging up in level six with my intuition and I'm like, Ooh, how can I use this cool ladder? Because as a coach, I don't want people to go from apathy or anger straight to love that misses the journey that misses the lessons and the learnings that we've been talking about this entire podcast. Why not enjoy the journey and go up the ladder? So as a coach, I want them to see the journey and get the lessons from the journey. So that's going from apathy, getting angry at yourself for the situation, then moving to forgiveness and cooperation, then moving to self-care, care of others and love. Then, then you can see the opportunity in the situation. Then you can see, wow, this is how I've learned from the whole situation. So I'm at level six and then I'm using the language and my questions in order to get the person up the ladder. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. And, you know, it's a really great reminder for 
coaches or just really anyone, if you have a friend in your life, if you have a relative in your life, if you have somebody that you care about in your life, this is the learning is that we oftentimes when we're outside of someone's situation, we want, to hand, we want them to get to love. We want them to get to win-win. We want them to get to opportunity. And so what do we do when our friend starts venting? What is our initial human response? Oh, give them the solution. Help them find the answers. Help them to see how this is the best thing that's happening to them. And I just want you to imagine for a second when you're on the receiving end of that, when you're like, this is what the problem is. This is the issue in my life. This is why I'm so upset so hurt, so betrayed, how does it feel when someone is like, well, that's really the best thing that could happen to you. And here's why it just doesn't feel honoring. It doesn't feel supportive. It actually does the opposite. And so Carson, what I'm hearing you say is that you can't jump from one energy level all the way up three to four energy levels. Are you saying you have to go one rung at a time? Yeah, definitely. And what I want people to understand is that's empowering because now you don't have to, doesn't it get exhausting to like think I have to be positive? Isn't that exhausting? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I do, that is what drives me crazy about, sorry, I'm being a hypocrite right now, maybe, but that is what drives me crazy about other life coaches when I'm talking to them and they're like, well, what's the opportunity here? And I'm like, can I just be sad? Like, why are all my friends life coaches? Can I just be sad for a second? (laughs) Yeah. So it's funny when people come to me and they're just like, this, there's nothing good in this situation and I can't do this and this isn't possible. And I'm not asking them to find the positive in it. I'm actually asking questions for them to get angry and see the conflict. And they're like, this isn't like anybody else. I'm like, that's right. I'm not like anybody else because I understand the brain and in other ways that people don't. And so when you have, when you understand that at each level, there is a thought, emotion, and behavior, then people can understand that makes total sense that if that's my thought, that's emotion, this is my behavior in this level. And it's so empowering to be able to just take one step at a time instead of have to jump. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. So I wanted to to go back to what I was saying before with God is like the why me response or the why is this happening to me or I am upset. What I'm hearing you say, Carson, is that's normal and that you can take a second to, to say those things and to be in that energy level. And then as you move through to cooperation, forgiveness, self-love, then you can say, oh, what's my opportunity here? How is this the best thing that's happening to me? Um, And yet we can't rush that process. Yeah. I love that. Not rushing it and just being present with your emotions. I think that especially in America, we're so fast. Next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. And what something that's really changed my life is to know that there's no big moment. There's no big moment. So I thought that my master's degree was going to be the moment I respected myself, the moment I loved myself, the moment I thought I was good enough. I got my master's degree and I didn't feel any more respected. I didn't feel any more smart. That was the moment that I had to go inward and say, wow, it's not 
up to a master's degree to tell me I'm smart. I have to figure out how to believe it in myself. Boom. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. There's no big moment. I've never heard that before. And as I'm listening to you say that, I'm like, that is so good. And how many times do we put expectations on the next thing? Well, when I'm in a relationship, then I'll be happy. When my partner starts showing up differently, I'll be happy. When I get a better job or a promotion, I'll be happy. I'll be good enough. Everything, will, I will have arrived. And that's just misleading. It doesn't work like that. Right. So when you can really decide that it's your mindset that shifts, then you will be happy and you will choose things that will then continue to make you happy, more happy. When you shift your mindset to love yourself, then you'll choose to do things where you have more love in your life. Wow. Absolutely. Ah, I love that. So Carson, what are some inspired action steps that the listeners who are listening to this podcast can take? If they're looking at where they're at energetically and they're like, okay, I'm not loving the energy level where I'm at. I can honor it. And I want to get to that next energy level. What is, what is a tip that you would give them? One thing is to befriend your emotions. Mm. Go on a, go on a date with loneliness. Go on a walk with fear. How about you go on a swim with guilt? <laughs> <laughs> and when I say that, I'm being serious. So let's go ahead and go make a candlelit dinner for yourself and sit down and say, okay, loneliness, let's talk. What do you have to say to me? Um, go ahead and stay home and don't go to that dinner or party with your friends and say, wow, loneliness, wow, fear, talk to me. Yeah. So go on a date with your negative emotions would be the first one. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because how many times do, do we just ignore our negative emotions? In fact, you and I were teaching a class last week and somebody put in our chat, I don't listen to that. That's negative. Why am I going to speak to myself negatively? And what really struck me is, yeah, that's the narrative that we're being told is to not listen to our negative emotions, to not listen to our negative thoughts, to only think the positive every day, all day, every day, positive affirmations. And actually we're doing ourselves a disservice if we don't know what our negative emotions are trying to communicate to us. Yeah. And it's so, again, with the empowering, um, is that you have to know what you don't want in order to know what you do want. Mm -hmm. So people are like, I can't focus on the negative. I've been told don't focus on the negative. It's like, actually, let's make an inventory of what you don't want because those are all the learning lessons. <laughs> and then we get to ask, well, what do you want instead? And how can you get there? Yeah. Boom. Okay. So take an inventory of what you don't want. What are your negative emotions trying to tell you? And then what do you want instead? I love that. Do you have any other inspired action steps or final thoughts for the people listening to this podcast? When you can really observe your emotions and become an observer and be objective. So I like to imagine myself on a balcony 
and I'm above my life, looking down on my life. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so interesting. <laughs> Why did he make that choice? Oh, that, that, that person wasn't very nice to him. I could see why he's so angry. And you can actually be on the balcony looking down at your life and acknowledge and validate what is going on in your life and be objective. Literally what's working, what's not working, what can I do differently? When you're up on that balcony, you can, you can see your emotions from a different level. You can see your negative thoughts from a different level, and then you can make choice on what to do differently. It's when you're so in it and it feels yucky and it feels gross and you're, it's like you, you become blind to it. So being able to, even if it's just five minutes a day, be able to be that observer of your own life on that balcony. Oh man, that's really good. That's awesome. And you know, I think oftentimes people don't quite understand what life coaches do. I think there's this misunderstanding, at least from me, from talking to my friends and family, they think that I'm some sort of mentor um, and, and giving somebody life advice. And off, and what I just heard you say, that was like this beautiful imagery is actually we're kind of just the person on the balcony looking at everything and helping people unpack everything and helping people have compassion for themselves and supporting people to work their way, their own way up the ladder without telling them the exact how, but just saying, Hey, how can we take inventory of what's going on and have compassion for ourselves right now? And now that you have compassion for yourself and you're able to see things from that balcony, what's the next right step for you? That's right. I, for such a long time, I was so serious. I took life way too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, man. Me too. (laughs) So when you're observer of your life, you kind of just, you can, it can be a lot lighter. And so the last thing that I would say also is just what's something funny you can do with yourself? How can you be more silly with yourself? How can you just enjoy your own company? (laughs) Because if you can be silly, laugh at yourself and enjoy your own company, then you're going to bring that into your friendships, into your loved ones, into your intimate relationships, into your job. And that's been one of the most challenging things for me to do. But one of the most amazing things for me to do is just to like be dancing in the mirror um, and (laughs) laughing at myself, being like, you're a terrible dancer. And you know what? It's fun. Um, Or jumping on a trampoline by myself um, or drawing a picture on a napkin. Um, And I don't get, I don't take life too seriously then. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I remember, I just want to, this is no real point to it, but just a fun story. When I first met you, Carson, I don't know if you remember this, but I felt a lot of resistance and a lot of tension and a lot of like, who is this person? I don't, I don't feel comfortable getting to know them. And all that was, was, well, I'll let you share your experience as well. But for me, like I saw myself in you so clearly that it was scary to me. I was like, yes. This is me as a gay man. This is what I would be. <laughs> so that your listeners can really understand that they project on others. So what did you see in me that was in yourself that was hard for you to face? I saw in you a powerful leader 
somebody who could stand up in front of the room and bring people learnings, bring people knowledge, bring people wisdom. And here's what I, this is the old you, Carson, you're free from this. But what I saw in you was that powerful person on the stage who would then go to the back of the room and sit by yourself. And that was me. I knew how to stand up in front of the room and talk. I did not know how to then go and make real connections with people in the seats. And that's what I was projecting on you. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that you could see that in me and then also be able to know, wow, I get to heal that myself. Yeah. And so taking ownership and responsibility for, wow, I am a powerful leader because you saw that in me. So you are a powerful leader. And then, wow, I isolate and make myself alone and I don't have to anymore. I'm glad I can be your mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm I'm glad that we can heal heal each other through coaching. (laughs) Yeah. And that was so long ago. Just so people know the timeline, that was years ago, years ago. And we have like, I don't know, just one step at a time, grown closer and closer and closer. And you really are my best friend. Absolutely. I I love doing life with you. (laughs) (laughs) So fun. Well, thank you so much. So just to sum up, because I like, I like summaries at the end, the inspired action steps and correct me if I miss any Carson or if they're out of order, but the first one was go on a date with your negative emotions and take an inventory. Number two, know what you don't want. So then you can ask yourself, what do I want instead? And what was number three? So number three was being an observer of your emotions and really allowing yourself to acknowledge and validate yourself because then you can have more fun and be silly and not take life so seriously. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today's episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket. Everybody got two life coaches in their pocket today. It was so wonderful. I know you're so extremely busy and you have so much going on and you're in high demand, Carson. So I, we really do appreciate having you here and thank you for sharing some of your wisdom. I'll have to have you back again because I know you have so much more to share. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been so powerful and I just love connecting with you and your listeners. Aww. Love you. Love you too. Oh, really quickly, Carson, before you go. Where can people get in touch with you or learn more about what you have to offer? Where can they find you? Yeah. So you could go to geniusunlockedcoaching.com or you can find us on Facebook, Genius Unlocked Coaching Institute. And we would love, love, love to hear from you. Awesome. Okay. I'll put those in the show notes. Thank you so much again, Carson. And we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at coachrachelbailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.